God is good. Amen. We just leave the mic just as it is now. You have the best technicians, and I love how this mic sounds. Amen. My brothers and sisters, what wonderful singing. I'll say that again. What wonderful, heavenly, Christ-like singing. I can't wait to get to heaven. I said I can't wait to get to heaven. We see all those of you who are desirous of making it to New Jerusalem. Now, now you're not sure. Listen carefully. This world is not our home. I want to say that one more time. As I look at this world, I don't know about you, but I, I long to go home. This world is not our home. Let me see all those who are getting ready for New Jerusalem. Well, I bring you good news. New Jerusalem is on its way. Jesus is about to come. I said, Jesus, your Savior, my Savior, is about to come. I bring you greetings from our president, Dr. Honore, this morning. He spoke with me, and he asked me to convey greetings to Shalom. He would like you to know that he is praying for you, and his heart is here with you today. I also would like to thank our beloved pastor here, Pastor Leibert, for allowing me to speak in this pulpit. Thank you to the elders for the invitation, the deacons, deaconesses, ushers. Hallelujah. I was very impressed this morning when I walked in and saw our master guide, our director, Director Daniel, Director Hines, and his, his leadership even in the procession. Hallelujah. Looked very well and very good in his uniform. My brothers and sisters, I will not keep you long today. I know many folks are celebrating Father's Day. And so happy Father's Day to all the fathers and the fathers-to-be. Hallelujah. And also today we have Deacons and Deaconesses Day along with ushers. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Where are all the deacons, deaconesses? I hope they're not, they're, not, they're not gone and leaving me here alone today. Deacons, deaconesses, you brought me here to speak today. I'll be so happy to see the lovely white and the lovely black in front of me. Hallelujah. So calling all deacons and deaconesses to please come back in the sanctuary for the word of the living Lord. I will not belong today, not belong today. Kindly stand with me and as we read two passages, two passages today. Hallelujah. We read two passages of scripture today. Let's go to the book of Joshua and then we move to the book of Acts. Hallelujah. All those with Joshua, Joshua chapter 5, I'll give you time to find it. Turn to the person next to you and say, please help me read the word of the living Lord today. Do you know the Bible says when the apostles went into the sanctuary, when Jesus went into the sanctuary, they stood up for to read. 
Do you remember that? Hallelujah. So I'm inviting you to stand up and read the word of God today. Coordinator Smith, Joshua chapter 5. We go in from verse 13 and then we go to the book of Acts chapter 12. Joshua chapter 5 from verse 13. Let's read together everybody. We're reading about two leaders leading God's church. Two leaders leading God's church. Joshua 5, help me from verse 13. And it came to pass when Joshua, everybody say Joshua. When Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand and Joshua went unto him and said unto him art thou for us or for our adversaries and he said nay but as captain everybody say captain but as captain of the Lord's host Am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? Say servant, everybody. And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Turn with me now to the book of Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 12. We're reading from verse 1. Not, we just read from verse 1. Unto verse 5. What it says everybody. Now about that time. Herod the king stretched forth his hands. To vex certain of the church. Everybody say to vex the church. And he killed James. The brother of John with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews. He proceeded further to take Peter also. Everybody say Peter. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had what? Apprehended him. He put him in prison. And delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers. To keep him. Intending after Easter to what? bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison. But prayer, everybody say prayer. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, speak to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. You may be seated. The message today is entitled, Leading by Faith. What is the message today? Leading by Faith. Today we will look at 
two leaders in the word of God who led the church, who led the church at crucial times in history. Peter and Joshua. The reason for me choosing these two passages today is because I'm here today to speak to leaders and to speak to you. Deacons, the word deacon followed deaconesses. Deacon comes from the word diakonos. And it means servant, waiting on tables, servant. Every deacon, every deaconess, every usher is a leader. Hallelujah. Is a servant, a servant of God. Leading God's church in the last days, in the crucial stages of earth's history. Peter and Joshua led God's church at crucial stages in earth's history. Joshua in the Old Testament, the Bible tells us he took over from Moses. It tells us, number one, nobody will be in the same place forever. No leader is going to be in the same position forever. There's some leaders who believe that the church can't do without them. They believe that they are irreplaceable. But we've got to remember that God calls us at such a time for such a time. God has a man for every era, for every period that he desires. He used Moses to bring Israel out of Egypt. And now he will use Joshua to take them into the promised land. Never deacons, deaconesses, ushers, leaders, members, Never fight for a post that God has not called you to. Never campaign to stay in a position when God says your time is over. It's time to take you to another level. Move by the Spirit and in the Spirit Joshua had taken over from Moses to lead God's church into the promised land. He is leading the church at a very important period in the church's history. He's leading the church into the promised land. 
Peter, Peter, chosen to lead, was leading the early church in a very important time in history, even through a period of persecution. Today I leave with you three points and I'll sit down. Point number one, God has a church. I said God has a church. Throughout history, God always had a church. Go back to heaven. In heaven, the Bible tells us one third of the angels decided to go with Lucifer. But two thirds stayed with Christ. God always has a faithful few who will keep him as the foundation and keep lifting up Jesus Christ. Look at Noah. Noah preached, but a faithful few obeyed and entered the ark. Look during the dark ages when the Bibles were taken away from the people. The Waldenses hid in caves. The Waldenses wrote the Bible, copied the Bible by hand and passed it down from generation to generation. God always has a faithful few. God always has a church. And I want to say to you today, God has a church. And he has called you deacons. He has called you deaconesses. He has called you ushers. He has called you leaders to lead his church at such a time like this. And the purpose of the church is to lift up Jesus Christ in a dying world. And so my brothers and sisters, I notice in the church today that we are taking Jesus and just making him a footnote. But Jesus must be the foundation. When we speak about creation in the church, we must let the world know that Jesus is creator. When we preach about the Sabbath, we must let the world know that he is Lord of the Sabbath. When we preach about the sanctuary, we must let the world know that he is our high priest. When we preach about baptism, we must let the world know that we are buried with him and we raised to newness of life. When we preach about the resurrection, we must let the world know that he is the resurrection and the life. When we preach about the second coming, we must let the world know that our Lord shall come and will not keep silent. He's coming as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. God has a church. Point number two. The church will have challenges. Turn with me to the book of Revelation. Revelation, everybody. You're called to lead this church. But never believe that it will be a bed of roses. The church has challenges. The Bible tells us in Revelation 12, 17. And the dragon was what, everybody? Was wrought with what? With the woman. Everybody, let's read it again. Revelation chapter 12, verse 
Revelation chapter 12, verse 17. And the dragon was wrought with the woman. Woman in prophecy means what? Church. And the dragon was wrought with a woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have what? The testimony of Jesus Christ. You are leading a church that will have challenges. And the reason the church will have challenges is because the Bible tells us in Acts, go back to the story. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 12, verse 1. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to do what, everybody? To vex the church. The church in Peter's day was on the attack. The church in Joshua's day was on the attack. And the church in our day is on the attack. The devil's aim is to destroy this church. I say that one more time, leaders, as you lead this church, remember one thing. The devil's aim is to destroy God's church. The Bible tells us that the dragon is angry with the church. The Bible tells us in Acts 12.1 that Herod stretched forth his hand to vex the church. My brothers and sisters, leaders, Satan's aim is to destroy this church. And deacons, leaders, God wants you to keep this church moving forward. How Satan seeks to destroy the church. How he stretches forth his hands to destroy the church. Well, listen carefully. Satan seeks to destroy this church in three ways. Uh-huh. In three ways. Number one. The first way in which Satan seeks to destroy this church is through division. I said Satan's aim is to divide the church. Satan will cause God's people to go at each other because his aim is to destroy the church. When the Israelites were coming out of Egypt and heading to the promised land and things started to get hard, you know what they started to do? Go at each other. Satan will seek to cause division in the church. Jesus said, I pray that you be one. Even as the Father and I are one. The second way where Satan seeks to destroy the church is found in Proverbs 6. Everybody, go there with me. Uh-huh, Proverbs 6. Help me, help me somebody. Proverbs 6. Uh-huh. I want to tell you a secret. I like to preach from the word of God. Is that all right? Proverbs 6. Uh-huh. Proverbs chapter 6. The second way in which Satan seeks to destroy the church. Look at this. Look at the word of God. Proverbs 6. And we read in verse 19. Do you have it, everybody? 
Proverbs 6 from verse 19. What it says, let's read together. A false witness. You know what? Let's go from verse 16. Because the second way in which Satan seeks to destroy the church is through gossip and backbiting. He seeks to divide the church. He seeks to cause the church to go at each other. He seeks for members to start talking about each other and fighting one another. And this is the period in which leaders are to lead. Proverbs 6. And we are reading from verse 16. What it says, six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are what? An abomination unto him. A proud look. A lying tongue. And hands that what? Shed innocent blood. And at what? And heart that what? Deviseth wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift in running to mischief. Satan's aim is to vex and destroy the church. And what he does is turn members against each other. And have people swift carrying news. And leaders, you are called to lead the church in such a time like this. Where are we now, everybody? Verse 19. A false witness that speaketh what? Lies. And he that what? Soweth discord among the brethren. This is why deacons, deaconesses, leaders must be leaders with integrity. Not leaders involved in gossiping and backbiting. Swift to carrying bad news and mischief. God is calling us to lead by example because the devil's aim is to vex the church. The third way in which the devil seeks to destroy the church. He seeks to destroy the church through false teachings. You remember when the New Testament church was flourishing with the gospel. Moving with the gospel. Constantine and others realized that they could not have destroyed this church. And so they said, if we can't beat them, let us what? Join them. And so what they did is join the church and started to bring in the different teachings and doctrines into the church. And the church, seeking to please people, started to compromise. And so what happened? Sun worship entered the church. Took the place of the Sabbath. Idol worship entered the church. Because God's members started to compromise. I am calling on deacons, deaconesses, ushers, leaders of God's church not to compromise. God is not a God who compromises. You are either for Christ or you are against Christ. Don't compromise with music. Don't compromise with dress. Don't compromise with the standards of the church. Don't compromise with the teachings of the church. This is God's church and the standards must be held high. God is calling on us 
not to compromise. It breaks my heart of where God's church has come. We move from a church of standards where everybody knew us when they saw us to now a church where we can't be identified. One person said, if you blindfold somebody from outside in the world and walk them into the Adventist church, they won't even know which church they are in. God is calling on us leaders to bring back the standards and the glory of God. I remember the days growing up as a, as a little boy when my deacons, when they spoke to me, I obeyed. Now we see people, we walking into the church and see folks having fun running all over, outside, downstairs, running around, and the church is in service. We are our deacons. Bring back the glory and the standards of the church. When Joshua saw Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us the captain said to him, Take off your shoes for the place where thou standest is holy ground can i tell our leaders here today when we walk into the house of the lord we are walking in on holy ground we are walking in where angels veil their faces and worship the living god somebody say hallelujah the bible tells us herod stretched forth his hands to vex the church. The church has challenges. Will encounter difficulties. Go back to the story. I'm going to close. The first point, the church. The second point, the church is challenge. Look at it here. What it says. And now about the time Herod, the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews what the Bible says he proceeded further to take Peter in other words notice Herod stretched forth his hands to vex the church to touch the church and not only the church as a body but even individuals in the church I wish I pray God that members will understand that Satan is moving around attacking individuals in God's church. He's not only attacking the standards of the church and the teachings of the church, but he's also moving around and he's attacking individuals in the church. Uh, listen to this, brothers and sisters. When you see members going through some crises, understand that the devil is attacking them when you see folks going through some rough times ailments sicknesses diseases financial crises the devil is attacking individuals in the church because his aim is to destroy the church what broke my heart is simply this when the Bible says, and he killed James, he attacked a member in the church. He killed that member. And the Bible says, 
he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, when he saw that he met no resistance, and there were folks rejoicing with what he did, he went a step further. He laid hold on Peter. I want to say to you, brothers and sisters, when you see others are hurting, it must not bring you joy. Are you listening to me, brothers and sisters? When you see others are going through their crisis, it must not bring you pleasure. When you see others are suffering in the church because you are flourishing, it must not cause you to look down and pay no mind. Don't you understand that the brother is suffering not because, not because he wants to suffer or she wants to suffer, but the devil is behind the scene. You remember when, you remember when they let down the crippled man through the rooftop? And when the man landed in front of Jesus, Jesus said, thy sins be forgiven thee. In other words, Jesus bypassed what people were seeing, the crippleness. And Jesus went and he fixed the cause. He said, thy sins be forgiven thee. He fixed the cause. Jesus looked beyond. I beg you, church, when you see people going through their crisis, look beyond. When you see people, uh, somebody gets pregnant out of wedlock, it's not time to throw that person aside. You've got to look beyond. Is the devil trying to destroy the church and to kill the sister or brother? You've got to look beyond. Don't say he deserves it or she deserves it. Look beyond. The devil is behind the scene. And if he sees that it pleases you, he will go further. The Bible tells us when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to lay hands on Peter. But then the Bible says... You see, he stretched his hand on James and he saw no resistance. And then the Bible says he stretched his hand now on Peter. But the church, I said the church decided that we will not take this from the devil. Somebody say hallelujah. Oh, look at what the Bible says. The Bible says in verse Four. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him in what? Intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore, help me read verse 5. Peter therefore was kept in prison. But, everybody say but. But prayer was made without ceasing. Of the church unto God for him. Oh, I love the word but. When members start to suffer, you say she's suffering but. When people start to go through some crisis, you say they are going through this but. In other words, but the church will start to pray. But 
I will start to agonize. But I will not rejoice. I will seek the Lord. I will seek the Lord. I'll seek the one who neither sleep nor slumber. Somebody say hallelujah. The church say we will not take this. We will start to pray. Did somebody leave this church? Don't take it lightly. Start to pray. Did a young person walk away from God? It's time to start to pray. Did some sister get sick on the way? It's time to start to pray. There is a brother going through a financial crisis. It's time to start to pray. Is the church going through a political atmosphere? It's time to start to pray. Are the leaders in trouble? It's time to start to pray. And when God's people pray, great things I tell people the time you will take to talk about me if you will only pray for me you will have less to talk about somebody say hallelujah because God has a way of answering prayers oh when Samson was trapped between two pillars he started to pray and God energized him he pushed them asunder when Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were trapped in a burning fiery furnace they started to pray and God turned it into an air-conditioned unit when Daniel was trapped in a den they started to pray and God shut hungry lion's mouth can I tell somebody if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray when they locked Peter up I said when they locked Peter up the church said we will not take this anymore we will start to pray i hear this church and when i say this church i'm talking about the adventist church i hear the church complaining about different things and what's going wrong well the time has come to stop complaining and start praying the bible says when the church heard that Peter was locked up and Herod was getting ready to kill him the next day. The church gathered at a sister's house. Hallelujah. And the church started to pray. Brings me to Joshua. When Joshua crossed the children of Israel over Jordan and he encamped at Gilgal he recognized that Jericho the walls of Jericho were too high I said they were too high and the soldiers were on the wall and he has God's church to go into the promised land the Bible tells us one night while the Israelites were sleeping Joshua stepped out and started to look at Jericho and he started to pray I pray that God's leaders I said God's leaders will step out somebody say hallelujah 
when you see those Jericho walls, you would step out and you would start to pray. I said, you will start to pray. Joshua stepped out and Joshua started to pray. My brothers and sisters, the church, the early church, gathered in a house while Peter was in prison. And the church started to pray. And let me tell you something. When you start to pray, God does some stuff that you would never dream of. You see, when the church started to pray, maybe they were thinking that Herod would just make an announcement to set Peter free. But when God gets ready, he doesn't use men all the time. Sometimes he tells an angel to go down. Are you listening to me? They had Peter in prison. He was chained and shackled. The church was praying and suddenly i said suddenly i said suddenly a light i said a light shone in the prison can i tell somebody here today you came to church you're looking as though you're free but maybe you are in a prison are you listening to me i don't know what your prison is there are some sisters and some brothers they drive home when the day ends but they don't want to go in because there's a husband on the inside there's a wife on the inside who is carrying you through some troubles and you feel as though you're going back to your prison are you listening to me you are going to a prison somebody here today you are sick with some disease that's your prison some parent here today is crying out for a child who is suffering in the world that's a prison but I stop by to tell you God has a way of showing up somebody say hallelujah if you pray he will show up when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden of Eden God showed up he showed up as a loving father somebody say hallelujah oh, when Moses was running from Pharaoh God showed up as a burning bush oh, when the wine ran out at Cana God showed up as the great provider when Shadrach Meshach and Abednego were trapped in a burning fiery furnace God showed up as the fourth person observing the heat when the man was beaten on the road to Jericho God showed up as the good Samaritan when the woman spent all her money and got no cure God showed up the great physician now is here the sympathizing Jesus when the woman who committed adultery about to be stoned by everybody God showed up as the only true judge somebody say hallelujah when Lazarus I said when Lazarus was trapped in a grave God showed up as the resurrection and the life when this world was lost in sin God I said God showed up as a babe in a manger somebody say hallelujah and my Baba tells me 
in the last days in the midst of great tribulations he will I said he will I said he will show up as king of kings and lord of lords tell your neighbor he will show up as they were trapped as Peter was trapped God showed up and he showed up as a bright light Lord have mercy I don't know what your darkness is but Jesus is the light and when he showed up as an angel Peter was asleep and, and the angel shook him in his thigh somebody say hallelujah in other words Peter I know your faith is strong I know you have peace in the midst of a storm but you can't sleep in this mess somebody say hallelujah I've come to take you out I've come to take you out the Bible tells us he woke up Peter he said put on your sandals somebody say hallelujah somebody say praise the Lord Peter put on his sandals and then the Bible tells us the angel said follow me tell your neighbor when you're following Jesus nobody can hold you back somebody say hallelujah demons can't keep you down your enemies can't hold you back nobody can hold you back when Jesus says follow me as they were as he was walking behind the angel the Bible tells us the iron gates I said the Bible says the iron gates I said the iron gates they swung open do you have a gate that is preventing you from going where God wants you that gate may be somebody in the church who's trying to keep you out of office that gate may be somebody at the workplace who's trying to keep you from a promotion that gate may be a sickness that doctors say can't open but I stop by here and they will tell you when Jesus says follow me iron gates burst open somebody say praise the Lord when Peter got on the outside I said when Peter got on the outside the angel left him and Peter said wait I thought this was a dream but this is real Have God, has God ever blessed you and you did not even know how it happened but it just happened and you thought it was a dream but now you know it's real because you hadn't what people required but you had what God required you had a contrite heart you had a Holy Ghost filled spirit and so God blessed you abundantly above all that you can think ask or desire Peter said ah, wait this is a dream but then he said no this is not a dream this is real God made a way where there was no way what is impossible with man 
is possible with God. He broke my chains. He defeated the guards. He opened iron gates. He set me free. And who the sun sets free is free. I'm going to close here now. Peter walked by where the church was. Are you listening to me? I said he walked by where the church was. Read the story when you go home. When Peter got to the church, Peter heard the church praying. All those brethren could have prayed. Are you listening to me? Peter stood by the gate, by the door. Uh-huh. And while at the door, Peter heard them praying, Lord, make a way where there's no way. Lord, set Peter free. Oh Lord, only you can set Peter free. Lord, enter that prison now and set him free. And while they were praying, Peter stood at the door and Peter started to knock. Somebody say hallelujah. I said Peter started to knock. And while he was knocking, I said while he was knocking, the servant girl, she decided to break from the prayer service. She tiptoed from the service because she did not want to disturb the brethren. And she walked quietly to the door. And when she looked out, she heard the knocking. And she said, who is it? And Peter said, it's Peter. She got so confused. She ran back to the church service. But the brethren were praying. And she wanted to tell them, Peter's at the door. She then ran back to the door to open it. But in excitement, she ran back to the church service. And she was there looking at the brethren praying. Oh Lord, set Peter free. And so she tapped them on the shoulder. And she said, you can stop praying now. Because Peter is at the door. Are you listening to me? The Bible tells us that the church brethren, they looked at the woman and they said, you are crazy. And then they continued praying. Here, is the, here are the church members telling a sister that she is crazy because she is telling them that God answers prayers. Are you listening to me? I want to tell somebody if that is what it means to be crazy, then let's go crazy and tell the world that we serve a God who answers prayer. Tell the world that he lives. Tell the world he is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the I am that I am. He is the Rose of Sharon. He is the Lily of the Valley. He is the first and the last. Let's go crazy. And tell the world that Jesus saves. Hallelujah. I want to pray for somebody today because God has a church. The church has challenges, but the church has a captain who shows up at the right time. Can I pray for somebody today going through a trial, going through a problem? You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. Can I pray for such a person today? Can I pray for the church? For the church to stop talking about people and start praying for people? Can, can I pray for somebody who want to say, God, there's an iron gate before me. 
there's an iron gate before me I don't know what the gate is but I'm chained in my prison guards are standing at the side of me there's an iron gate before me Jesus set me free can I pray for somebody today let's all stand wherever you are do you know that song I've wandered far away from home and now I'm coming home I want to pray for you if you need prayers maybe you need prayers for a loved one maybe you need prayers for yourself maybe there are chains that you need to be broken maybe there's a sickness you need to be healed maybe there's a financial crisis you need a breakthrough maybe there's a job problem you need to be solved maybe there's a family issue you need a lord to take care of and you want to say pastor pray for me come to the altar come i want to pray for you hallelujah hallelujah come i want to pray for you come could you sing it as you could you sing it like you mean it and now i'm coming home come i want to pray for you you want god to do something hallelujah come i want to pray for you come i want to pray for you sing it now everybody could you give the piano mic some more power sing it as you come hallelujah I'm coming home. Everybody now sing it like coming home, coming home. Coming home. Hallelujah. Nevermore to roll. You need a breakthrough. I don't know what the breakthrough is. The Lord said, Lord, set me free. Set my loved one free. Hallelujah. Come, I want to pray for you. Come. Lord, I'm coming home. Let's pause a while as we go to the last stanza. Pause a while, one minute. My brothers and sisters, I don't know what you believe, but I believe there's a God who hears and there's a God who answers prayers. And I know today, as long as you make the bold step to Jesus, He will, He will, He will provide your breakthrough. If you need prayers for something, I don't know what it is, but you want to say, pray for me, come, I want to pray for you today. Let's sing the last stanza now, everybody. I need His cleansing blood, I know. Hallelujah. Let's sing the chorus now, everybody. Everybody coming home. Hallelujah. Jesus, we've come. We've come for miracle. We've come for deliverance. Lord, we've come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sing it, everybody. Sing it with power. Hallelujah. 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 Could we sing this, the chorus one more time? Hallelujah. Nevermore. 
Alléluia. I'm going to pray now, everybody. But there's one more song, just the first and the last stanza. I want you to sing it like you mean it. Hymn number 99. God will take care of you. I want you to sing just the first and the last stanza because I'm going to pray now. And I want you to have the confidence that God will take care of you. He will take care of your problems. He will take care of your needs. He will take care of that sickness. He will take care of that issue. God will take care of you. Could we sing the first and the last stanza? Be not dismayed. Whatever be time. Let's go everybody, sing it like you mean it. God will take care. The devil is a loser. Beneath his wings. Beneath his wings. Of love above. God will take care. Everybody sing it like you mean it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, to God be the glory, he will take care, God will take care, the last stanza, no matter what may be the test, when you come to you, say me now. God will take care of me. Satan, let you mean it. God will take care of you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lead where he was. today give them victory today solve their problems today heal their sicknesses today Jesus 
Jesus, Jesus, touch your people today and all who gather in this church, all in this church today, lay your hands upon our lives. And Jesus, we are leaving here with this assurance that God will take care of me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.